Hello, and welcome to Win Stupid Prizes, the show where we ask the questions that nobody thought were worth asking. I'm Eddie, and I'm joined today by the rock, paper, and scissors from everyone's favourite game, and they are, of course, Alex. It wasn't the rock. It was the rock lobster! <laughs> Hi. That's the longest intro we've ever done. Hello. <laughs> Bear. Hi, I'm Scissors from Scissors Lobster. Snip, 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 And also, Jamie. Seeing as my bit where I was going to reference a magic card has been taken, I'll just be paper, thanks. Paper Lobster, snip, snip. Magic is played on paper, you fool. Right, I'm playing the judge this week because I think there's a snow that we really need to be prepared for. Because it's inevitable that one of us is going to get cursed by a witch. So to prepare for that, what we need to know is which fairy tale (laughs) could we win? Has Eddie been cursed by a witch? (laughs) Well, uh, no further questions about that, but like, I really need to know which fairy tale that one of us could win. Blink three times if you've been cursed by a witch. Uh, I'm not allowed to tell you that I'm cursed. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. If I were cursed, I wouldn't be allowed to tell you. (laughs) I immediately, I, I know exactly what fairy tale I could win. Okay. All I have to do is make sure I kill the woodman before I go to Grandma's hut. Hang on, how does that... Hang on, why would you kill the... Doesn't the woodman save you in that fairy tale? No, the woodman kills me in that fairy tale. <laughs> Jamie, I see what you've done here. <laughs> yep. Does the woodsman kill the wolf, but did he just cut it open and it's just in half? Because I feel like a lot of people survive lethal injuries in that story. They do. I mean, two people get eight and then just jump out whole. <laughs> yeah, they do, but I think the wolf is dead. Uh, available on Steam. Oh, nice plug! Nice plug for a game that's available <laughs> later this year? That's definitely going to be in the plugs when it does come out. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I just thought I'd get that one in there early. We don't have to go around it too much. I just thought I'd put it out there. <laughs> be the bad guy. Be the bad guy. Yes, be the bad guy and don't mess up. Being the bad guy works a lot of the fairy tales because a lot of fairy tales have this kind of fatal flaw that the bad guy makes. Yeah, and just have to be the bad guy and... And do it properly. But the problem is, once you're the bad guy, you get drunk on your power and your success and you forget to look out for the little details. I've got anxiety. I'm always looking out for the little details. (laughs) Have a well-executed plan that when you end, you live happily ever after at the king or queen of the place that you live in. Evil kingdom or whatever, yeah. Yeah. I think you could be a less villainous wolf and get away with it. I think you could probably, like, trick a kid into, like, alerting everyone of your presence and then hide so that when you do show up, no one bothers actually (laughs) doing anything and you get to eat the sheep or whatever yeah yeah you like keep showing up so the kid starts crying out for help and then every time you just slip away before you've left any evidence and then three or four times later you can just openly kill sheep and the kid just can't do anything about it yeah unless he faces you himself at which point he's a kid you're a wolf it's fine yeah just never gets the backup from the town that he needs yeah that works what other wolves could you be you could blow Huff and puff, do you? I mean, mean? I wouldn't need to. I'd like dismantle. Actually, no, I'd set fire to the straw house or whatever it is. (laughs) And the sticks house, yeah. What are the materials, actually? It's straw, sticks, bricks. Pre cook the bacon. Yeah, pre cook the bacon. Ideal. If I know anything about Minecraft, setting fire to a fig does cook the food ahead of time. (laughs) Actually, do the first two pigs buy enough time for the brick house to be constructed? Because having been in construction for a while, (laughs) how 
houses are not quick to make. Yeah. If I was one pig building a house, that's taken months. I don't <laughs> think it's implicit in the story, but I think you're probably right. The three little tricks are the big bad project manager. <laughs> Surely, actually, no. If they're all working on the brick house together, it can be made faster. If they can't work on the brick house together. It could be made faster, but it couldn't be made three times faster. Okay, you can have two pigs working on the brick house, and then one of them has to go off and make the stick house. As a distraction. Yeah, because the, the straw house has to be made straight away. You yeah. build a decoy scarecrow and just leave it in the straw house, <laughs> and then like rush off to make the, the stick house by the extra time. But you have to remember as well that these houses are not the kind of houses that we're used to living in. These are pigs that normally live out in the wilderness. It's just a small shelter, so... Yeah. Well, I always in my head sort of visualise it as just a, like, one-room hut. Yeah. And that they'd been living in it for a little bit before the wolf turns up. I think they knew the wolf was a threat and they built their houses with the knowledge that the wolf would try and come in. And they're like, we need shelter from wolves. Oh, I've solved it. You just get taken in by a friendly farmer and then you get to be on the farm and the farmer probably has precautions against wolves. Yeah, but the farmer wants to eat the pigs. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, but then you lead a rebellion against the farmer in which you and the other pigs are more equal than other animals. <laughs> that sounds like winning to me. I was about to ask, like, as a tangent, what if we were the pigs? I mean, there's four pigs now, whatever. What's the fourth house? If I'm the wolf and you three are the pigs, could you survive that? Yeah, probably. Yeah, i just get my daughter to go like fall in love with a river spirit and then turn back into a bear. Is this still a parable about Stalinism? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's going to be one of my favourite questions I've ever heard. I'm so lost. (laughs) <laughs> spirited away and spirited away the parents get turned into big pigs and then they get released at the end of the story right oh Shihiro basically breaks the curse and solves everything with true love spoilers for spirited away <sighs> I hate that as a plot but not like romantic love it's just love I mean it's a magical spirit realm if it's going to work somewhere it's going to work there yeah alright the point of the spirit realm as well is they've lost their identities so they don't really know who the people they're supposed to care about are hmm. there's a lot of symbolism going on it's a good movie hmm is it a fairy tale though? No, but maybe one day it will be if we just forget the author. <laughs> Death of the author, right? That's what they say. If you have a story that you want to be public domain, you kill the author. Yeah, that's what that means, totally. You kill the author and then forget they ever existed. Then you wait 70 years because that's the term of copyright. No, you just kill all of their estate holders after that. <laughs> Look, there's no copyright if it's not enforced. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there to enforce it. Does copyright really exist? <laughs> Next episode. Next episode. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, back on fairy tales. Okay, back to wolves. What other stories have wolves in them? They are quite a common thread. They are a common enemy in fairy tales. Yeah. A lot of our fairy tales and things that are, like, scary to kids are based on, you know, European wildlife. So bears, wolves... Stalin. <laughs> You're meant to learn from them as a kid to be wary of the creatures of the... Don't go in the woods is the real answer. Don't go in the woods. I mean, that solves way too many fairy tales. Yeah, that's how I would win. Just don't go in the woods. Yes, we are not going to use the answer, just don't do it. Just don't do the fairy. Yeah, I mean, I think there has to be a little bit of an assumption that when we get cursed or when one of us gets cursed, we're not going to know the exact details of the curse. Yep. No, I don't know the details of the curse. I just won't go in the woods. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> I was worried that the stinger this episode would end up being a compilation of every time someone said, I would simply just not. <laughs> I would simply just not make the episode about that bit. I would simply just not make the episode. <laughs> All right, that's the end of Winston well, Prizes. Well, thanks, well, everyone, for listening. Thanks, thanks for listening. We'll see you never. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I've cancelled the podcast. That's a series wrap. <laughs> <laughs>
That's it. We've solved every question. We tried to be funny, but we failed. Well, I wouldn't say we failed. We succeeded so hard that we had to end it as a bit. Comedy is over, I'm afraid. Back on Three Little Pigs. Yeah. Eddie mentioned, oh, that makes four of us. Actually, I'd just be one, I'd be the wolf and the other three of you can be pigs. My question actually made me think, if there were a fourth pig, what would be the next material? And therefore, what is actually the best material to quickly construct a defense against a wolf? Willpower. Willpower, yes, fair. No, uh, You're going to make a house out of willpower. Fighting spirit. The first three wolves... The first three wolves. first three pigs <laughs> build a house out of material things. They're like, oh, it's my material possessions that'll protect me from this wolf. And the fourth pig is like, it's my fighting spirit that'll keep me safe. And they're like, ha ha, fighting spirit's not a real thing you can build a house out of. And then the wolf finally comes to blow down your house and like just walks up to you because you don't have a house. And you're like, boom! It's like this aura. The wolf feels the pressure. It's like, nani! We're back on anime again. This series of JoJo's has really got a bit out of hand. <laughs> pigs have stands now actually isn't that like oh yeah so the wolf blew down the straw house then he blew down the stick house then he molotoved the brick house <laughs> and then turned up at the last one and the last one was like i don't need materials my faith in god will protect me and thus the wolf was smoked i have the power of anime and god on my side <laughs> that house lasted the least long <laughs> what about the house of the rising sun you get the wolf addicted to gambling at my work <laughs> I was going to say, I would simply make my house out of other pigs. You can't be that hungry. <laughs> All right, evil Rick. Uh, yes, a surplus of food will stop the wolf eating you. Unfortunately, that probably does count as, like, genocide. Well, I'll go to the butchers then and make it out of dead pigs. Hello, I'm a pig walking into the butchers. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Even though I walk through the valley of death, I fear no evil. <laughs> One of the morals of the story is that they didn't work together, right? The three pigs. They they, they went their separate ways. and yeah. No, because the brick one does fine on his own. The brick one wins. I think the moral of the story is actually you need to work together, but in a way that the wolf isn't prepared for you to work together. You have the two decoy houses that the wolf's like, hey, you idiots, you didn't work together. And then the third house is like, this is our plan the whole time i've had the time to construct a, a tank i have a better moral it's now an analogy for coming together and helping each other despite our differences the wolf is hungry and we're going to take the wolf in and feed him and as a group of four three pigs and a wolf we're going to build a better house and a better society in which to live and we're going to domesticate the wolf and turn it into a pug <laughs> yeah i like that idea come on come on in we'll come into the house we're going to feed you and he's like well this was far easier than i expected it chomp <laughs> this was far easier you haven't heard the parable of the scorpion <laughs> <laughs> which is a dumb parable Lol, the real answer is one that we've already done in real life it's just eradicate all natural predators in your environment yeah that seems like a simple solution to any fairy tale i think the thing that the pigs were famously lacking was a uh, tool use <laughs> yeah how did they make a brick house they built their houses just with their hands just their trotters <laughs> yeah they they answered an ad saying like big pile of bricks free but must go go by tuesday <laughs> built a house out of it just piled up the bricks that actually that did throw me off as a kid the fact that it was like natural resource natural resource Bricks. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a stone house. It was random straw that's lying around, random sticks, and then 
brick. Yeah, I mean, it threw me off it as well that it was just like, great, I'll just lay some straw, call it a hut, that'll do. And the second dude's like, well, straw's not very strong, so I'll, I'll lay some sticks together in an actual form that looks like a hut, that'll do. And third pig's like, okay, I've got cement, I've got mortar, yeah. I've got, <laughs> got a chimney, I've got an open fire. Full house in suburbia. I've even got couches ready here. I just pulled myself up by my bootstraps by having access to this construction site and all materials. <laughs> We've got three packs of resources. You guys take these because they're light enough to carry and I'll stay here and build whatever I've got left. <laughs> the plumber and the electrician are coming tomorrow so I better work fast. <laughs> I like it as a short before a movie where um, the first pig, you know, the house gets blown away it runs away to the second house. The second stick house gets blown over they run away to the third house. Third house this is the Lego movie. The pig built it out of lego bricks wolf starts Ooh. attacking it and then they start taking apart the bricks as they fall down and they come out in a lego mech suit and beat the shit out of the wolf <laughs> <laughs> i thought this was gonna be like some Fortnite shit where like it's made out of lego bricks and as he just like starts destroying the bricks just more bricks just climbing just up the, the sky. house like yeah climbs into the sky or builds backwards as he, someone builds up <laughs> Fortnite speed <laughs> at the speed of Fortnite is just such a good reference a unit of time <laughs> the way to win a fairy tale is be a professional Fortnite gamer. Yes, yes. <laughs> but over here in the UK, that just means it takes two weeks, and maybe that's not long enough. Uh, oh, I see. Right. <laughs> I can't believe that took me so long to process. Is a Fortnite not a term in the US? No. What do they say then when they just say two weeks? Two weeks. <laughs> Idiots. Can't believe they don't have terms for everything. So is the game Fortnite not a pun on Fortnite? It is, but like no one gets it. <laughs> <laughs> nice pun, idiot. <laughs> it's not really a pun on the word Fortnite. It just happens to be they're like, hey, we're building forts and we've heard Fortnite is a word. Don't know what it means, but cool. Sounds good. Wasn't it originally like a horde survival against... Yeah. yeah, it was PvE. Which meant that like it was nighttime and you had your fort and you were defending from something. So it was Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. But it has nothing to do with the actual word Fortnite. Oh, sure. And they're like, hey, it's like a word that we've heard and we don't know what it means. Yeah. Basically, if you make a Fortnite account, you can only play for two weeks and it gets deleted. Are there any other wolf-based fairy tales that we need to defeat a wolf in? Is Peter and the Wolf a fairy tale? <laughs> it was like an, an opera for kids to like try and teach them about like musical instruments and stuff like that. Wolves. And wolves. About don't go into the woods. Don't go into the woods. Don't get in by wolves slash bears. Speaking of bears, uh, I'm Bear. Hi. So I think I could probably win Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Four different times I could win that story. <laughs> Do you have to clone yourself? Okay, okay. What are your four approaches then? Put me in any role or an extra role as myself. Either way, I'm coming out on top. So we've got five ways that you can win. Okay, tell me a role and I'll tell you how it goes. Mama Bear. Mama Bear, okay, one, I'm a bear. I'm already living there. I come home and there's a little girl living in my house and I don't freak out. I say... This is weird. What are you doing in my house? Are you homeless? Are you okay? You're a child. Do you have a contact? <laughs> I'm just like, no, I just wanted food and shelter. How do you like your porridge? <laughs> just right. We bears here have porridge and bears. <laughs> Why did you try everything? <laughs> Why did you fuck up all of our meals and all of our beds? <laughs> Somebody touch on my spaghetti. Why did we leave the house whilst our porridge was hot? Because it won't be hot when it comes back. <laughs> that always threw me. Um, maybe they left it on top of different parts of the oven to heat up. Oh, I was going to say, like, they all knew how hot they wanted it. 
so they left it one visit away from the house hotter and when they get back it will be at the right heat for them mm. makes perfect sense so actually baby bear likes it colder than goldilocks likes it and actually goldilocks would like mama bear's porridge Never mind, I'm Mama Bear, my porridge is gone, I'm hangry. I eat Goldilocks, maybe I get killed. I'll take that hit. I'll take the risk of dying. What I'll do is I'll murder Goldilocks, but I'll do it outside of the house and leave no trail so my family is safe. Okay, so what if you're Goldilocks? Okay, Goldilocks, one, I would knock on the door. If the door's open, well, open door must explore. And they say, what are you doing in our house? I say, open door must explore. And they're like, okay, cool. And I say, you know, bear's honor, this and that. I go in, I've taken a nap. This is suspiciously close to, I simply wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, I definitely would. I mean, I would eat all three bowls. Of course. So there wouldn't be, like, one baby bear out of a thing. And, you know, maybe they'd come in while I'm still eating. I wouldn't take a nap. I would play on their (laughs) Xbox or something. Yeah. Which one of their Xboxes? They would have three. Yeah. Papa Bear has an Xbox. Papa has an original Xbox. Mama Bear has a PlayStation. And Baby Bear has a Nintendo... Oh, has a Switch. ...GameCube. Oh. (laughs) Uh, which would I play on? I would probably be like, hell yeah, GameCube. And then I'd launch it and I'd be like, okay, I'm done. And then play on whatever I, you know, something more modern. By the necessity of the story, you have to enjoy the Baby Bear's console. Yeah. Mm, that's <laughs> right. start with one, move on to the next. Daddy Bear's got too easy a difficulty setting. <laughs> Mother Bear's difficulty setting is too hard, and Baby Bear's is just right. Yeah. Ah, right. They're <laughs> running the same game. Yeah, Daddy Bear is somebody's been killing my Sims, and Mama Bear is <laughs> somebody's been releasing my Pokemon, and Baby Bear is somebody's been teaching my Animal Crossing villagers to swear. <laughs> <laughs> they all know you actually were just playing The Sims or whatever the whole time, and Baby Bear just they're like, oh yeah, they must have been playing my Animal Crossing because someone's uh, been teaching them to swear. Uh. <laughs> Don't know who did that. I think I'm the scapegoat. Not me. Or they come home and they're like, "Wow, you made it past that level I was stuck on. Thank you." <laughs> I like the idea of you being as bear taking the role of Goldilocks. Just a fourth bear. It's just the four bears. Is the, yeah. <laughs> the fairy tale now? A bear walks into the home of three bears and they go, "Who the hell are you? Are you are you family? I don't recognize you." It's even better. They come back in and they're like, "We thought you were out of town. Why do you always come in unannounced and just eat our food?" <laughs> like, it's fine. I'll get a takeaway for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll order some takeaway porridge. It's fine. <laughs> I think like just being in the Goldilocks story would be winning by default because nothing even happens. Happens, right? Nothing bad happens to Goldilocks. There are a handful of fairy tales in which you kind of just win by continuing the fairy tale as planned. Yeah, I thought Goldilocks died. I don't think she gets killed. She just gets thrown out? Chased off? Yeah, I think she gets chased off. I don't know, let's find out. There's so many different variants in every fairy tale that the exact ending of one will depend on the telling, so whether Goldilocks gets eaten or chased off is going to just depend on the variant you're listening to. Okay, so sometimes she, her mother rescues her or she's nearly been eaten. Sometimes she fails to be a good child. Also, no one's questioning that Bear's living in a house. Why would you question that? I've just read the original plot of Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and Goldilocks... I don't think is named Goldilocks in the original story, but is an old, impudent, bad, foul-mouthed, ugly, dirty, and vagrant woman deserving of a stint in the House of Correction. Oh, oh lovely. <laughs> Oof. I love criminalising homeless people. <laughs> well, she gets kicked out of her house for being all of those things I just listed, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fi- like, she should be kicked out because she's ugly, right? That's what fairy tales teach us. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah you have to be beautiful. If I know anything from the stories, in, in The Ugly Duckling, for example, the book ends when the other gets kicked out of his family job done moral told 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the thing—the the ugly duckling actually ends with the ugly duckling turning out to, you know, getting a makeover and being invited back to the family. Wait, what? I never heard that part. Well, of no, the book. no. The key point with the ugly duckling is it doesn't matter. You're actually beautiful. Don't worry, you're not ugly. If you were ugly, it would be a problem, but you're not. Yeah. yeah, good thing you became beautiful after adolescence. Oh, you guys have read a different version of it, because to me, when my mum was reading it to me as a kid, it was always just, and they kicked out the ugly duckling for being an ugly shit. End of book. Good yeah. night, son. What, what do you mean, good night? <laughs> she handed you your suitcase and closed the door. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by this sponsorship plug, because if you don't have a sponsor, sponsoring yourself might be a legal loophole. Ask your lawyer. Just a quick one for you, this time I'm playing word of mouth. Whilst we don't do this podcast for the download numbers, a few more of them would be a much needed ego boost. Unfortunately, we're not very good at marketing and promotion, which is why I'm outsourcing it to you. Word of mouth is surprisingly effective, so if any of your friends or family happen to mention podcasts, maybe recommend your old pal Eddie here to them, if you think this is the sort of show they would enjoy, of course. That's all, thanks in advance, let's jump back into it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure there's much more to say about Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I mean, Goldilocks goes in, has an absolute rager, the bears find her absolutely hungover, and they're like, please, no. And they just kick her out. Also, if I snuck into a house, I wouldn't have a nap, like you said. Like, do the porridge if you like porridge, sit in the chair if you like chairs, and then leave. Having the nap is the fatal flaw in the plan. You know what's the fatal flaw in the story? Uh... Why do the bears have three separate beds? I would go into the house, push the beds together, sleep across all of them, and the bears would come in and they'd be like, why hadn't we thought of this? Thank you. One big bear bed. I prefer my bed with bedclothes on it. <laughs> I prefer being bear in my bed. All right, moving on. I want a fairy tale that's actually got a problem to solve rather than just the, just, <laughs> just don't do it or just do it as it was because it worked out fine. Yeah, I hadn't really thought it through. I was just like, this thing has bears in the name and I'm a bear. <laughs> so, you know the Pied Piper? The Pied Piper? Who lives down Jury Lane? No, wait, hang on. Yes. Uh, so... what, what does Pied mean? Uh, isn't it something to do with his clothing or something? Uh, yeah, isn't it like checkered patterned or something? Sounds about right. Uh, having, <laughs> having two, two or, or more different, different colours. Yes, it is to ah, do with nice. his clothing. Look at this piper with two or more different colours who has been given a task to get rid of the rats from the town and he does it yep. and then he doesn't get paid. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, what do I do? And because he's a terrible person, he's like, I'm going to take all the children from this town. I don't think that's a good idea. I think that that's bad and I think that's losing the fairy tale. So... My pitch is to simply not do it. He's a piper. He can teach the children the most annoying songs possible. He does this. And then send them back to their parents. Sends them back to the families. Some of these songs could just be like, hey, you should have paid the guy. Hey, you should have paid the guy. Pay the guy. Pay the guy. Pay the guy. Pay the guy. The problem here is, now he's not going to get paid because you can't make the kids unlearn the songs. True. But this is putting some kind of punishment on the village, which is not taking all their children. I guess he's now got an example for future villagers. I could say, I would simply pay the piper. <laughs> well, actually, there is a very important problem with simply play, paying the piper, and it's that the mayor has the money to pay the piper because the town's not that rich, but the mayor is a greedy shit and doesn't want to give the piper the money. He backs out of the deal. I would run for mayor. You would run for mayor? Mm, okay. And then pay the piper. All right. You see, this is the kind of thinking that we need. Yeah. Okay, but the thing about the piper... Oh, no, he drowns the... I was going to say the piper has an army of rats at his disposal, but doesn't he drown them? He drowns the rats, but then disappears 
with the kids? Yeah, he drowns the rats and traps the kids on a mountain. That's pretty cruel as well. Like, why not just drown the kids as well then? If your thing is drowning, <laughs> if your solution is to drown things. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that was an early variant on the tale. Yeah, like, I'm going to drown the kids one a day until you pay me. Let's actually find out real fast. Yeah, I would not be surprised if in some early variant the kids just got done in. Yep, he drowns the kids, much like okay, with the good. rats. Yep, fine. Wow. Yeah, I'm not a fan of drowning the rats, but if you're going to drown the rats, then I'm glad he drowns the kids as well. I feel like consistency is important. <laughs> Gives you nice, uh, symmetrical storytelling. Yeah, it's good closure. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've set it up in Act 1, you've got to come back to it in Act 3. I like the idea that he brings them all up into the mountains upriver, and just a few days later, just a big mass of bloated... T- Rat and child corpses just drift down through the village. Oh no! Well, and then oh, they dear. end up in the village well, and all the villagers die from dysentery or something. Classic comedy. Yeah, I think we can do better. <laughs> yeah, we probably kept like to be honest, it doesn't take much to do better than what we just described. Is the piper incapable of piping the adults? Uh, I think so. Yeah, once you become a certain age, you get piping resistance. <laughs> Maybe it's implying that the kids are. No better than small-minded mammals. I think it's like, these kids are impressionable, they listen to a good tune, and they're like, hey, there's a crowd, we'll have a party. I think possibly (laughs) the Piper could have tried the adults, but... Reading the original plot, it says, while the adults were in church, the Piper returned and took the kids. Ah. Every adult goes to church, and not a single child And no one takes their kids, yeah. This is why Sunday school was invented. To keep them away from the Piper. I'd go to the church, pipe the adults away, and then tell the kids, hey, do better next time, learn from this mistake. Okay, so it's the mayor's fault, right? You go to church, you pretend that you're like the organ player, you start jamming out, and then you bust out your pipe, and they're like, oh no, but it's too late, you've got them under your musical sway. And you lead them to the mayor, and the angry mob of dancing villagers dance murders the mayor. (laughs) And gets a better mayor. Who's you? The Pied Piper. Like, I think you can still win this story and do a bit of murder. Like, we don't want to get rid of all the murder. (laughs) I know earlier on I inverted expectations by being the, the supposed antagonist of a story. Thinking about it, there isn't an antagonist-protagonist sort of relationship going on in this story. There's the mayor, who's definitely bad, the piper, who's also pretty damn bad, especially in the Drowning the Kids version, and then there's the victims, the townsfolk. Yeah. So is this a Reddit Am I the Arsehole post? Yeah. Everyone sucks. There's yeah. no good guy. <laughs> I didn't get paid so I drowned their kids, Am I the Arsehole? <laughs> yeah. All of the good guys got drowned as the premise. Well, the, the townsfolk aren't. If the mayor is the reason why the piper isn't getting paid, then the townsfolk, not just the kids, are also victims of the story. Right, but did the mayor promise the money, or did the townsfolk promise the money that they didn't really have the permission to promise this is why we need lawyers the mayor in the original story the mayor promised okay so i think yeah piping the kids to kill the mayor like it's fine to borrow the kids and have them kill the mayor (laughs) okay yeah and then you get installed as the new baron piper of hamlin this is a dictatorship that i'm not sure i can condone (laughs) i mean sure there's a little bit of trauma going on there but also there was a sweet tune playing so you know ups and downs swings and roundabouts (laughs) i mean i think this is more interesting to approach from the point of view of what if you were just a random adult who wanted to save your kids uh earplugs don't go to church. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. What about the rest of the kids? How are you going to stop No, up? you shouldn't have gone to church and you should have stopped everyone else going to church as well. <laughs> you could make a killing. You just have to sell earplugs to the whole town and now you're rich. But you don't necessarily know that's where things are going. You don't know that the piper's going to come back and steal your kids. You've seen him pipe rats. 
Well, you're a big fan of heavy metal, so you always have the earplugs in because you want to go to concerts, <laughs> you want to keep your ears safe. But also, like, you've seen the Piper lead rats away, but you don't necessarily think it's magic. You just think, hey, this guy, like, has a high-pitched pipe that these rats really like. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be like, hey, this guy has mind control spells. He's just showed up in town saying, I can get rid of your rats for you. I'm not going to tell you my secret because it's, you know, my business. And we've just really pissed off this Piper, and I don't want to have to put up with his songs when he comes back, so I'm just going to earplug my whole family. But you can't even hear them because they're so high-pitched, they're, they're at a frequency that only rats hear. <laughs> they're not. He plays music. Oh, holy shit, I know who can solve this. Hmm? My candidate has prior experience in this solving actually. It's Loki. Because Loki, he got out of like that deal with the person who was going to build a wall for Asgard by like getting his horse away. Yeah. I'm sure Loki could come up with something where he like shapeshifts and he can fix his problem. Shapeshifts into a rat and then leads the rats away and yeah. then has little rat children or something. He shapeshifts into a rat and ignores the piper <laughs> and then the villagers are like, look, there's still a rat. There's he didn't get rid of him. And the rat. piper's like, oh, guess I didn't complete my job. Fair enough. Yeah. I love that. Which fairy tale could you win? Well, if I was Loki. <laughs> <laughs> I could win all of the fairy tales. Yeah, if I were basically any mythological god I could probably win one of them <laughs> some of them are still really difficult you know like oh yeah there's this wolf and no one believes me there's this wolf but it doesn't matter because I'm Zeus so I just <laughs> smote it with a lightning bolt and everything's okay <laughs> yeah god damn it I think we gotta we gotta boil this down a little bit I think we're gonna get cursed and like I said it's inevitable we need to solve this fairy tale as us you have been cursed yeah. you can't just become the piper that's not an ability we have I'd say well Eddie I've got a good proposition for you okay this is a little bit hairy because I'm not entirely sure but if you practice your running and get decently fit and good at running okay I think you could beat a hare in a foot race how fast does a hare move I'm pretty sure you could kick the hare anyway if you were loose how fast does a hare run I'm not actually 100% if you could outrun a hare but I think you've got a shot especially the hare that's really stupid and keeps taking breaks I've just googled how fast can a hare run how fast can a human run so yeah. average male human running speed because just looking up for myself is 13 kilometers an hour yeah an average hare running speed and there's you know different types of hair so I'll pick the slowest one is yeah. 60 kilometers an hour oof okay Usain Bolt fastest speed is 44 kilometers per hour like that was in the peak of the race there is 16 kilometers an hour faster than you say about a maximum speed. okay new plan we know the hair takes breaks anyway therefore you can win the thing you're good at is not running faster than a hair over a sprint the thing that you're good at is running for longer than a hair if you make the race long enough there's no way the hair can keep up on that distance and probably won't even understand that it's supposed to keep going for the whole race because it's a hare. Maybe you're a tortoise. Maybe this isn't a good example. <laughs> We've become the tortoise. Oh, I was on the assumption oh. that he was still Eddie. But he's just like, hey, I'm going to construct this race that I can win. Okay, there's a very long distance running section. There's swimming. There's climbing. There's a puzzle section. And there's putting in my password. It's a decathlon. It's a whole challenge series of challenges constructed that I'm better than you. 
over. <laughs> it's like a 10 mile straight line race. Yeah. On your marks, get set, go. The hair shoots off. I just walk over to my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But Bear's point about humans being better at long distances, I think, is still true. Yeah, that's how old school humans hunted. It was just like either injure a thing or just chase it down for days on end. And at some point, the animal gets exhausted to the point where they can't run anymore. Yeah, because humans can regulate like body temperature and stuff. There were a number of adaptations. We can sweat very well. Our legs are more efficient for keeping energy in, in that long-term thing. We can take water with us. Yeah. That's something that even very early on humans were able to do. True. We are humans with human hands. <laughs> yeah. Eddie versus the hare. Hare shoots off. While it's still in shot, Eddie picks up his hunting rifle. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many shots. I'm not the worst shot, but I'm not the best shot either. <laughs> just bring like a shotgun or set the forest on fire. True. If I knew we were getting in a race, I would say just set up like a little trap somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you could do all sorts of different things in the race as well. You could have, like, a boxing segment in the middle and have to fist fight the hair. <laughs> it would be funny when you lost, though. <laughs> I would lose to a hair. Just, uh, like, everyone's here to watch the race. We get to the fist fighting section and it's just Eddie going goblin mode on a bloody hair. <laughs> I think Eddie would be surprised by how unexpectedly vicious the hair turned out to be. He's like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to kick this hair and the hair just jumps up, does, like, a flip kick in the face and knocks Eddie over. <laughs> I've seen that Monty Python. I know how dangerous rabbits can be. <laughs> Just take a holy hand grenade with you, it's fine. Um, is killing your opponent in a race cheating? Uh, um, depends it depends which... When? Is this an anime? Is this... What are the rules? So I just need to set up, like, a decathlon-style competition instead of a race. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So here's the fairy tale that I can imagine. The wolf and the hare, they have a race. And then the wolf in the middle of the race eats the hare when they're taking a break. And everyone's like, that's not allowed. And the wolf is just like, oh, sorry. Guess it's a draw by default. And the wolf goes off happy. And then therefore the wolf loses the race. Yeah, sorry. Guess I lo- I'll have to concede. My bad. <laughs> Let me know when the hare wins so I can congratulate it. <laughs> Uh-oh, guess I'm disqualified. Oh, no, it is a draw. They go over the finish line at the same time. Well, you just never cross to the finish line. Boom, got him. Wolf keeps doing it. He's like, look at all these people who win against me. It's a sure thing. Come and take Take my bet. <laughs> the problem is, if you were the tortoise, we do know from ancient Greece that tortoises can never finish a race. That is a problem. Luckily, Eddie's Eddie. Yeah. I also don't understand. It's Zeno's paradox. Look it up. Oh, that. I know your fucking limits, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Speaking of small creatures. Hey, what's up? I'm a big <laughs> fan of dwarves. Okay. I've played D&D. I've played a lot of Dwarf Fortress. I've watched Lord of the Rings. I've played dwarves in magic. Okay. Wow. Good way to virtue signal your dwarf fandom. <laughs> dwarf represent! <laughs> like, I've played a dwarf. That makes me basically the best. <laughs> I love dwarves. And in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Snow White gets to hang out with Seven Dwarves. Yes. The end. And I think, like, all this stuff about trying to be queen... What a bunch of bullshit. Like, absolutely not interested. <laughs> now, I don't want to just say I, I just wouldn't do the thing that makes you lose, but I just wouldn't do the story. I wouldn't do any of it. So you'd remain cursed and stay in the fairy tale. <laughs> the problem with picking Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, actually, other than staying cursed, is that the story comes to Snow White. Yeah. Right. Because that's the mirror, mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all. Oh, and they come and try to kill her, don't they? Yeah, and that's where the woman turns up with the poison apple and stuff. Don't worry, Bear's not the fairest in the land. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be uglier. Hey, we play enough board games. I'm very fair. 
fair. <laughs> I care about balance. Yeah, all right. I'm, like, I'm sorry, evil queen, but you're not the fairest in the land because last Wednesday you cheated at Settlers of Qatar. <laughs> Bear has done a bunch of custom house rules to this game to make it a bit more balanced. I think he's the fairest. <laughs> well, I'm going to poison him with my magical apple. So the good thing about dwarves is, like, by the time she finds out it's me and where I am, the dwarves will already have a fortress. We'll have, like, traps everywhere. We'll have a bunch of animals tamed. We'll probably have had a bunch of other dwarves move in. We'll be living in an absolute mountain home. They'll see a a witch enter the map and they'll be like, oh, cool, a witch we could add to our collection. It's not a witch, it's an old lady selling apples. Okay, they'll see an old lady selling apples. Cool, some apples we can add to our collection. Those apples are cursed. And then, like, four weeks later... One of the dwarves eats one of the apples, falls asleep, and then his cat gets really pissed and then burns down the entire mountain home. A dwarf would never eat an apple without brewing it first. And that makes the potion more potent? I don't know. Does it or does it negate the poison? What happens when you ferment poison into alcohol? What happens when you ferment poison? All right, Google. I don't think we're getting that answer. <laughs> what happens? Also, you're going to end up on like a CIA when watch you list. Ferment poison. I think the dwarves would, yeah, they'd make a new spirit out of the poison apples and they'd really love it they'd just keep getting the witch to come back with more poison apples i mean this does bring it back round to one of my earlier answers which was would be i would just use a more potent poison that kills rather than putting you to sleep (laughs) not necessarily go down the route on everyone well the thing is we're going to come across different problems as we build our fortress i think the witch problem is going to solve itself because she's going to show up knocking at the door with a poison apple and like she hears a roar the door slams open and a bunch of like demons come out because we've dug too deep and too greedy we're already all dead <laughs> and the witch has to fight the Balrog you started a new fairy tale and then lost that instead <laughs> alright maybe I wouldn't win but I'd have a good time there's a little image with a couple episodes ago where like she knocks on the door the doors swing open just sees your face poking over a little ledge and you're like fly you fuck as you drop down <laughs> the moral of the story is have a good time I don't know that was cool Yeah, I mean the uh, the way this episode has gone so far, we've got Jamie trying to be the antagonist. Yep, that's my strap. Bear trying to play a different game. <laughs> Just fuck about. Just trying to have fun, dude. <laughs> so I guess Alex wins by default. Excellent. I'm trying to remember, what have you brought up, Alex? I'm trying I to remember. I brought the what... Pied Piper up and I said that I wouldn't kill children. Well, you've also taken over the antagonist then, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, the mayor is the antagonist. The mayor. Hmm. The real protagonist will be a lawyer who knows a lot about contract law. <laughs> if there's a lesson we needed to learn from board games other than balance and fairness, it's that we play for fun, not to win. Well, we're definitely <laughs> playing for fun in this episode <laughs> i don't know if i've got much more to say about dwarves but we're gonna have a really good time down there we're gonna grow a lot of new types of fruit find a lot of new ways to make booze out of them and then something's gonna happen right oh, fair enough. that's snow white congratulations <laughs> it's a story i want to hear at the very least yeah snow white is actually our brand of vodka oh, nice we've got we've got other things that we haven't touched on that we could like Hansel and Gretel eat the oven. No, I can't do that anymore. I got the diagnosis of diabetes. There's <laughs> <laughs> too much sugar. It's fine, you can borrow some insulin. Okay, if I were in Hansel and Gretel, I would eat the oven. Is the oven made of... How does that work as an oven if it's made of candy? I don't know, everything's made of it's candy. 
very low temperature, slow cooking. <laughs> you get put in and it's like, I'll just eat my way out. Look, if you cook the children really slowly, they won't notice that the heat's going up. <laughs> it's hard candy, right? You have to get it really hot to make it in the first place. Oh. Oh, so it's used to being boiled. That's hard to eat your way out of. <laughs> yeah, the more you boil stuff, the more resistant it gets, right? I like hard candy, it's fine. Look, the difficulty is getting like a grip on the hard candy so you can eat your way out of the it's oven. the kitchen, there's imp- implements. You just punch it. Chewy. Actually, yeah, if you just break the door, it's made of candy. You break the door off the oven, and now the heat doesn't stay in, and it's fine. Also, yeah, you punch it, and it makes it chewy. And then you chew it, yeah. Yeah. To be in a position to actually eat it, though, you have to be Gretel, because Hansel gets stuck in a cage or whatever it is. But you can eat the cage. I thought the cage was actually not made of candy. I think different tellings have it slightly differently. Sometimes they've got a bit more free roam. Why would you make a whole house out of candy and then not the cage? To attract the children. You're absolutely <laughs> ruining the aesthetic of the house. <laughs> yeah, the feng shui here is really off. We've got the candy wallpaper, got cotton candy. Candy lamps, <laughs> steel bars. The house is where the witch lives, right? It's not just to attract children. It's all she always lives in candy. Yeah. yeah. So you'd think that like if you're keeping the kids prisoner, you don't really need a cage. You just lock the candy door and the whole house is the cage. Sure. But the candy door can be opened by eating the candy. Yeah. Is the witch's entire goal to eat children? Yeah, that's what witches do. Yeah, she's a cannibalistic witch. Is she cannibalistic? Are witches humans in these stories? I think so. I think witches might be a different species, like wizards. I don't think so. You're doing Lord of the Rings again. <laughs> <laughs> the setup to Hansel and Gretel is hilarious as well, because they go, well, we can't provide for our children, therefore hopefully a kind, someone else could take them in. Let's go to the woods and just leave them there and hope that some, they stumble across someone. Send them off into the woods, yeah. The solution is good social programs. Yeah. Hey kids, we know we've been spending your entire upbringing teaching you not to go into the woods, but uh, you need to go into the woods and get some food. The next morning, the witch locks hands in an iron cage in the garden so not ruining the aesthetic of the house oh it's in the garden okay yeah, yeah, yeah. what I would do is I would contact child protective services uh, and get taken into the foster system how though you don't have a phone I don't know and there's no one around you literally don't know any neighbours okay I would have them taken into foster system as the parents rather than letting them out into the woods but that implies that you're not incredibly dumb to the point where you're going to release your kids into the woods because they need food well you want rid of them right is it because they specifically want to be rid of them or just because they don't have enough food? Are they selfish or are they desperate? I, yes. I think this this can all be avoided by having a proper social safety net in place. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but so could like Pied Piper, right? If they had systems where there could be community funding instead of a mayor that has all the money. Ironically, if they had some police or guards around that weren't at church, then they would also just arrest the piper. Yeah, the solution is no more church. I'm pretty sure that the local guards are... At church? Yeah, fair enough. ...weak-minded enough that the Pied Piper would also be able to pipe them away. I don't know what the piper's capable of. It's It's a hard call. Yeah. We need to have more information about the piper's powers. Sorry, no, wait, no. The police got killed by the big bad wolf when they made a straw house. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Is the answer to all these questions a robust legal system with, like, lawyers? With good social security networks. And good social security measures. You're right. And this episode's winner is a robust legal system. (laughs) But then you need a functioning government, and I'm not sure we've figured that one out yet. We have not figured that one out yet. Also, if we're getting cursed, are we also getting transplanted into like middle ages germany where most of these things take place yeah what is up with middle ages germany actually turns out the way to win is 
just to go into the forest and just become a famous monster hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I'll just be the woodcutter. <laughs> no, because the woodcutter kills one monster. He's not like a grizzled monster hunter by profession. Hey, every grizzled monster hunter has got to start with their first monster. Woodcutter was a woodcutter earning a living, killed a wolf and was like, hang on a minute, I reckon there's something in this. Form. And then in episode 24, he kills Dracula <laughs> <laughs> and goes, yeah, my name's Bob. Bob Van Helsing, <laughs> and then it title card drops. <laughs> On episode 24. <laughs> I think the way you become a monster hunter is actually you need to be one of these kids who survives, and then because of that backstory, you're oh, like, tragic oh man, backstory, now I need to go yeah. be a monster oh, hunter. Geez. I don't want this to happen to other kids. So Hansel gets eaten, and then Gretel becomes, Gretel becomes yeah. a grizzled monster, monster hunter with the backstory of having her brother eaten by a witch. Yeah, like a witch slayer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the third pig becomes a beast hunter slayer of beasts oh and then you in the post credits you have a guy turn up and being like I'd like to talk to you about this initiative and then you have them all get together to fight Dracula <laughs> and there's the morally ambiguous character of the Pied Piper <laughs> the Pied Piper is Loki he's played by a hot guy starts as a villain but people like him too much so they make him into a good guy yeah like I'm morally ambiguous right I'll save the day and I'll kill all your kids yeah <laughs> but we'll redeem him from that it's fine we redeemed Anakin Skywalker Walker. We can redeem the Pied Piper. Did we redeem Anakin Skywalker? Supposedly at the end of episode 6. <laughs> oh, I see. And then we found out he killed all the kids. Yeah, preemptively <laughs> redeemed. Yeah, preemptively redeemed. <laughs> hey guys, can you write in this redemption arc before you find out what I did, please? <laughs> <laughs> we should have a court procedure for us to go and, like, request pardons in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to commit a crime, but before I tell you what it is, please pardon me. <laughs> Yeah. The robust legal system and social security nets and whatever, yeah, all that stuff. Turns out it's really corrupt. To, like, help people <laughs> sort of survive in bad situations. Also goes back to the comment about taking the wolf in during Three Pigs. That's how you get eight. It, it's all come together. I think you needed to take the wolf in when it was younger, right? <gasps> the only way to win was to lose the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We need, things, we need things to get worse so that they can get better. <laughs> I think I'm ready to make a call. Uh, thanks for all your ideas, guys, but I regret to inform you that this week's winner is the witch that cursed us because we're not winning any of these fairy tales. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm down with the villain winning. I've been trying to do that the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Jamie wanted to lose. <laughs> I will win by cursing Eddie. I said the real winning move was to lose the whole time. time. Yeah. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> I'm glad you believe that. Let's play some board games. Uh, what has the witch won today? Apart from everything. <laughs> yeah, apart from all of the fairy tales. Yeah, apart for everything the witch won by us not succeeding the fairy tale, she also gets these beans that I sold my cow for. That's a bad deal for you, I think. I mean, the dude said there were some pretty good beans, so you know. I'd take that deal. Yeah, but you've just given them to your witch. The witch that you own. <laughs> I don't own the witch, she cursed me. I mean, um, is going to curse me. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to keep up to date with everything we do, your best bet is to follow us on social media. We're at Hexagorgon on Twitter, and we're Hexagorgon FB, no spaces, on Facebook. And if you'd like to support us, financially, you could either donate to our Ko-Fi, which is Hexagorgon, or subscribe to us on Twitch if that's more your speed, which is Hexagorgon Live. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Well, you'll see us. Well, not see, exactly. Ah, you get the idea.
So this is inevitably the final episode of Winship of Prizes because we just lost and now we're all going to be trapped in a candy cottage slash wolf's belly slash eternal sleep. <laughs> it's fine. We can just record from there. In fact, inside the wolf's belly, the uh, audio quality might be really good. The acoustics of the wolf's belly, yeah. <laughs> the candy house has got terrible audio quality. Yeah. You have to really pad the walls. <laughs> yeah, if you heat it up. Just, just cover the walls in cotton candy and that will soften the audio. <laughs> That's true. Also, under in a river is one of the options for where we're recording. <laughs> <laughs>